hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well, obviously. Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone. As you can tell, I'm still absolutely reeling from last night's Oscars. Um, the Yes, the Oscars were last night. If you did not know or if you couldn't tell by me not being able to shut up about them. Um... So yeah, that I'm just I'm just living in this dream today, just re-imaging, re-imaging, reimagining the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performance, which was absolutely phenomenal. I speechless is pretty much how I'm gonna describe my feelings towards it. But uh, we are going to dive all into the Oscars, recap the Oscars. I actually, there's so much. I'm, ex- I'm so excited. There is so much actual exciting announcements and shows and whatever. So super excited about this episode. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, as I always do, I like to kind of just start off the episode and kind of do... Um, kind of do what one of the things that I like to do and do our personal my personal check-in our real talk our real shit um and because I feel like that's important I feel like that is super important to keep an open dialogue and open communication from human to human from me to you to me to whoever whoever um that's important to me and that's and that's what I feel like one of my weirdly enough one of my callings is I just I for how open I am with a lot of pretty much everything in my life um I'm I just I I I feel like it's it's my job to continue to just be open and vulnerable and honest while I'm on this personal journey this wellness journey my um self-discovery as all these you know as cheesy as it might sound I don't care I I love I actually love corny I need more corny in my life if you can name that movie I'm gonna give you a big a big a big big old spank on the bottom in a good way um anyways I so let's get so let's get real so right let's get real mad yet mighty style so one thing I wanted to talk about is something that I've kind of been experiencing and I actually want to take a moment and credit because this episode I have just decided to title back in my body this episode is about me being back in my body and one of the things I wanted to point out was a lot of that over the past, like the last couple of weeks has been because I've started listening to this incredible new artist who was on the scene who I highly recommend if you are in to folksy, if you are into, um, I don't even want to call it folksy, but she's poppy, she's folksy, she's very um, alt, like alternative indie, indie, it's more indie, um, but I know that I'm not the only one who feels this way about music. So before I, I'm, I'm, you know, before I'm rambling and not making any sense. So the new artist, her name is Maggie Rogers, and I first heard about her on the John Mayer. John Mayer does a um, IGTV show every Sunday, I believe, um, called Current Mood. Which, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm obsessed with John Mayer. Don't care what you say. Don't care what you think. Don't care your opinion about him. He is a phenomenal musician phenomenal guitar player and he's 
the more and more that I like listen to him and watch about him, he is so it's like one of those minds that just it's it's just this complexity, brilliance, seeing things differently than others than most people see. And you know what? You got to give credit where credit is due. So on John Mayer's IGTV show called Current Mood, I was the first time I actually laid eyes on Maggie Rogers and they performed live. And the one thing that I was like really taken back by was how 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 incredibly just complimentary and just praise John Mayer had for Maggie Rogers, which for me to see him give somebody the amount of praise he was giving and saying things to her that were just so saying to her that, you know, she is what artists wait for art, you know, older artists or artists or creatives or musicians. Like she is somebody who they hope and they wish for, um, coming up in this, you know, in, in the new music generation, something that is just, it was just really, so that to me was kind of like, okay, so here's this guy who has been very open and honest about in the past being very arrogant and thinking highly of himself. And, um, and I, I don't want to, and not like he doesn't give credit where credit's due. I don't know. It's like, I don't know him personally. All I know is from my, my, you know, my experience of what I've been able to see of him putting out on social media. And I actually loved, um, one of his, if you're, and I'm just going to go on a little John Mayer rant, but if you like watching live acoustic, but his in, um, Keep Me Where the Light Is live performance at the Nokia Theater is absolutely amazing. And he does a lot of like behind the scenes um, interviews, which I'm obsessed with. And anyways, so that's where I found her. I it's 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 her first album. It's called Heard It in a Past Life. And she has this very just soul awakening Stevie Nicks magical kind of vibe that when you listen to her music, you literally for me, it's what I needed. I don't know what, I don't know where, I don't know. So I, you know, I needed to hear her music. I needed to hear her message. It's it's weird. It's like there's a couple of like musicians that I listen to that it's like their music vibrates within me, vibrates and makes me feel like completely invincible. And I needed that these last couple of weeks. Um, I, I really, really needed that because I was starting to get back into old habits. And I feel like that's something that we all do. But I, it's, it's something that, okay, so let's back up. I have been working extremely hard on my mental wellness, on my, the way that I perceive my life, the way my perspective, my thoughts, my thinking patterns, because naturally my thinking patterns are not positive. Naturally or um, without effort, I can get into, and it's not even, you know, like I'm e-oring around, like following like a, like a rainy cloud following over me. It's just, it 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 starts and I can't stop and then you know I'm I'm thinking about you know this or this is oh you know it's it's 
it's almost hard to describe because it's just something that I've become so used to. However, that being said, I've been working really hard the last couple of months, almost going on, I'd say, I don't know how long now, way before I started this podcast, I decided I was like, I need to make a change. I need to make a change in my life because I'm the only one that can make that change. Nobody else can make that change for me. And yes, there are things that are outside of our control. Yes, sometimes there are things that are, you know, genetic that we cannot control. But at the same time, I, I, I do... I do know from little little peeps of what am I trying to say? I know from experience that the mindfulness that we all are ta- that we all are hearing about and talking about like it's not just it's not just some made up thing. Like for me I for me, it really, and it's, 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 it's nuts and it sounds nuts, but it's actually, I have to literally tell myself every single day, today's going to be like over. And, and, and I was someone who was, you know, would read about, you know, affirmations and really honestly taking these thoughts and having to retrain your brain. I mean, it's serious business. Um, the first time I really started to get into this kind of mindfulness and this positive and putting out this energy because that's what we are. We're energy. We are energy people. We give off energy. We are energy. We're, we're, we are matter. We are vibration. It's, it's, it's proven. It's proven. So this, these ways, you know, these ways that we get into these habits, these thoughts, these thoughts patterns, I mean, it really then sets precedent for what your day is going to look like, what your week's going to look like, what your month. And that's another thing, too, that I wanted to talk on because it's something that I started to realize. So I also, too, am someone who, you know, when 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 the anxiety starts to take over, OK, let's just say it, you know, when the dark thoughts start to take over. That's what I used to. That's what I call them. You know, the dark thoughts, the ways, the the like you like you almost feel like you're like out of control like am I ever not gonna be thinking this way am I ever you know and I I'm not saying that it's like that every day but there are periods of time for me where they are harder than others and you know my circumstances in the last couple of months have changed as we all know if you've listened to this podcast you know I am I'm on my own for the first time in uh, ever, um, you know, I've 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 realized too that I was dealing with I was dealing with things like loneliness, and that was that was aiding into the anxious thoughts. And then, you know, the loneliness of being alone for the first time in years was, you know, aiding to that and aiding to that. And I was doing so well, doing so well with these new habits and these new patterns and the exercise, which is another thing I want to talk about, but. It, I was doing so well and then all of a sudden it just like it's just like I resorted back to day one and I started to see similar patterns for me I'm gonna be I'm just gonna throw it out there I'm gonna be completely honest it's you know snoozing my alarm sleeping until I needed to get up and then um, or getting up and then just laying on my couch and not doing anything before work for me that's when I know that you know something's something's off and then the not doing the things that we, for me, not doing the things that I know that make me happy, um, cause me more anxiousness and anxiety and, and not sleeping in this. It just, 
it it's a beast. It's a snowball that rolls down the hill and it all can be it all can be controlled. Now I say that and I'm not saying that I have it all figured out because I don't. I'm just saying that I had, you know, we have to snap, you know, we snap ourselves out of these fogs that we that we get into and maybe you don't but I feel like every single person in some way shape or form experiences these periods or just the or not even a period but just that constant um just a reoccurring battle reoccurring battles um my reoccurring battles that I face, two of them that I was like, I'm I'm done with this shit. I'm done with this shit. I'm done with fear, which is a big one for me. Fear has controlled most of my life. Fear has made me make choices. Fear has made me make changes. Do I regret those choices and changes? Absolutely not. Do I wallow in them sometimes? Yeah, I do. But I know, but I know deep down that those experience, I mean, it's, it's those experiences, they make us who we are. They craft us into the exact individual, good or bad, and long-term craft us into who we are. So I, it's kind of like I had an awakening. This album, Maggie Rogers' album, Heard It in a Past Life, it like it's it's what sparked me to kind of like, OK, look, you were doing great work. You, you're you still doing great work. It's not like this is all for nothing. Let's let's get back to it. Let's get let's get back into what makes you. And, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's not easy getting up and doing things that you don't want to do, working out, doing this. But I swear by I am somebody who responds so greatly to exercise and like and I'm not talking anything nutty okay I'm not talking like I'm doing crazy shit I, I literally am basically right now all I can do with the weather is I'm walking and that's what I'm forcing myself to do is making sure that I'm getting that in my day because I know that 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 makes me feel better that makes my mind feel better um you know I've started I started back meditating every single morning and I am I can't even begin to describe to you. I, I, it's, it's this crazy thing because I read about it all the time. I've meditated here and there, um, but I've actually started using guided meditations on an app that I downloaded on my phone that was actually recommended to me by my spiritual practitioner, um, wellness practitioner, healer that I've started to see. And for me, you know, I've, I've, I noticed the, a difference right away right away. For me, it works. You know, for me, those moments of calmness and peaceness, and once again, those affirmations, it's absolutely crazy what the mind is capable of when you give it, when you give it and feed it the, what it needs. And what it needs is changing those shitty thoughts, changing the thoughts of I can't. Like I said, battles for me, reoccurring battles for me are fear and and self-sabotage. I will self-sabotage myself all, I mean, all the time because I'm scared. I think I've gotten down to the root of it and I'm like, what is it? Is it fear of success? Is it fear of hard work? I I, I don't know. It, it 
it's something that I'm still trying to get to the root of. I'm still trying to dig away at those just layers and layers and layers inside of me. And I feel like sometimes really to get to the root of it, that's what you have to do. And for somebody like me who just spends a lot of the time in their mind and, 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 and mooling over this and that, and it's honestly sometimes, you know, bad, but in other times really good because then I get to really get down to the nitty gritty and say, why are you scared? Because I'm not going to lie. The past couple of podcast episodes, I've been scared. And I had to, you know, act like I wasn't or fake like I wasn't. The last couple of podcast episodes, I'm telling you what, there was massive anxiety because I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough. That why are you doing this? Those dark thoughts that I am working to fight and to kill started to come back. And because of the vulnerable state that I was in and I'm, you know, was kind of fresh off of, I, they just kind of came back and it was like, okay, rediscovering myself after that trauma, rediscovering myself after, you know, my breakup, rediscovering myself after a change in schedule of being alone being this really having that was causing fear and it was caught in fear is just it's it feeds it feeds and we feed it and we feed it and we feed it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then before we know it it's completely taken over our minds our days our our, our lives and I am sick and tired of of I mean are there going to be times? Yes. But I feel like it could, it can be less and less because I've, I've felt it and I've felt that fear go away. Um, in the last couple of weeks of just getting back into the routine, getting back into change for the better. And what I mean by that is I started to ask myself questions. You know, I started to ask myself like, are are these thoughts hurting or helping me? Are, are my thoughts, are my actions hurting or helping me? Well, they're hurting me. They're hurting me because I've done all this progress. I was doing, you know, doing so well. My health is on track. I've, I've gotten my weight under control, which is insane for me because I've battled with weight my whole life. So it's, it was, I really, you know, you just have to snap. I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of ranting and I hope that I'm making sense. I know that I'm ranting. I hope that I'm making sense though, because I just really wanted to talk about fear and self-sabotage in a little pile of, with a bow wrapped. I don't even know. I don't, I'm not even making sense. Um, But so I'm, you know, I'm doing good. And that is exciting. And I actually was journaling the other day and I and I wrote because I kind of went through a little bit of like this, um, you know, I mean, to be honest, I started to, you know, I part of me started to miss my relationship because I honestly don't think I give myself enough time to mourn and to really like accept. And I feel like it kind of like, you know, hits me. It hits me at a note. Anyways, so I... um. I've been, I wrote in my, and you know, I wrote in my journal the other day and it was actually something that made me feel really good. I was like, for the first time in a, in in a while, I have felt, I have felt at ease and I have felt hopeful. And I think that those are the two things that 
are so hard to achieve, I think, for a lot of people to feel that contentness and that ease and that peace of mind. And it's possible. But you, we, me, I had to take I had to take control. And I did. And it's it's a it's a possible thing to do. It's a possible thing to do. So the fear, the self-sabotage, if that's, don't let that, and it's easier said than done, I know, I know it is, but it is something that we don't have to live with. We don't have to live with fear. We don't have to live with self-sabotaging ourselves. We deserve joy. And that's another thing I started to tell myself. That was one of my affirmations that I actually literally have started to look myself in the mirror and say things to myself. I deserve joy. I deserve love. I am worthy of love. I'm, I know this might sound crazy, but try it. Try it and don't just try it for a day. Try it. Try it for a week and really look at yourself in the eyes and really I'm I've I'm I'm telling you from somebody who knows and knows the days where all your your brain seems like it's filled with is worry and anxiousness and fear and like you're just like you can't you can't see past it. I get it. I absolutely get it. There there will be, there is room in that, in your mind, in your head for other things than fear, self-sabotage, anxiety, sadness. There is other room. I promise you. And it's all about taking, taking the uncomfortable, living in the uncomfortable of change, positive change, because one day sooner or later, it's not going to, it's not going to feel forced. You know, like I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, like I, this is a day where I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more like self pep up. And so I'm really actively trying that when I, cause sometimes we don't even know that we're, that we're doing it. Sometimes we don't even know that our minds are subconsciously, you know, oh, worrying about this or worrying about that, or what am I going to do about this or what am I going to do about that? And I'm like instantly, the second I start to feel myself doing that, stop it and start thinking, nope. It's good. It's good. It's good. 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 It's absolutely just a retraining. But I am dedicated to my personal wellness journey. I'm dedicated to it. I and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep learning to love myself because at the end of the day, that's something that I'm not sure every day that, you know, that I, I do. I, I, I know I don't. And, and it's something that I don't think really anyone really, when you think about it, like, do you love yourself? And I could probably answer that. Most people are probably going to say, well, uh, I've never really, don't really think about it that way. But anyways, enough, enough of the, I just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get real. I wanted to get open. But if you are needing some kind of jolt, if you are, I'm download, heard it in a past life. And this episode, I am dedicating to Maggie Rogers because back in my body, one of her songs, literally listening to the songs makes me feel magical, powerful, makes me feel like I can do anything. And for that, I am thankful and forever debted indebted to 
Maggie Rogers. Alrighty, so let's talk about some new, uh, let's, let's just dive right into some new movie information, people. So for anyone who is absolutely into Frozen, okay, I'm into Frozen. I'm into Frozen like more than anything in my entire life. I'm a 27-year-old, I don't even want to say woman. I'm a 27-year-old woman, that sounds weird. I'm a 27-year-old female and I'll tell you what, Frozen got me, the first Frozen got through me, got me through a very intense breakup in my life. And I remember watching it in my, one of my childhood bedrooms on my 18 inch, 18 inch um, TV, which was basically like a TV that should probably be in a doll's house. But I remember laying in my room watching Frozen, the Frozen 2 trailer came out and I have been waiting. I have been waiting. I have been waiting for this. And it finally came out. And the trailer actually looks intense. Now, sequels are scary. I know. I know. I'm scared of them too. Sequels are absolutely terrifying because typically they tend to be piles of shit. Now, every now and again, i not going to lie. I tend to like a sequel or a trilogy. I'm a big, I'm a big trilogy gal. Don't even get me started on my love for Twilight. And my mainly love for Breaking Dawn Part 2. But I digress. The Frozen 2 um, trailer released. And it's intense. And it's it, it I really have not a clue of what's going on. Um, I know that it definitely brings back all of our main characters. And it's it's coming out in November. And I, I, I can't even wait. I will be going to see it like I saw the first one in movie theaters. And, you know, I'm just... The little, the little girl in me, or the old girl in me, or just the 27-year-old girl in me is just absolutely reeling. So I was jacked to find out about that because who doesn't like to just belt out a good let it go every now and again? I know I still do. It's still good. So Netflix is doing some crazy shit. Netflix is coming out with so much. I just feel like it's just going to like take Netflix is literally just going to take over the world one of these days. And we're all just going to be I don't it blows my mind that every time that like I sit down to like look over the stuff that I have for the week. It's I'm, I'm always and I always will because Netflix is one of my homes that I live in that we all live and breathe in. So let's talk about some things that are happening on Netflix that we have to look forward to. So Chris, it was announced that Chris Hemsworth is who, if people who, who the hell Megan is Chris Hemsworth, he plays Thor. There you go. He plays Thor. That's probably going to be the best and the most easiest thing to recognize him. It was just announced that Chris Hemsworth has been casted to play Hulk Hogan in the new biopic on Netflix. Now, there's not really a lot of information right now. Um, I was kind of interested in this because, I mean, growing up, Hulk Hogan, I mean, I remember Hulk Hogan. It, it, I feel like I, I like remember my dad talking about Hulk Hogan. I used to watch, was it called Hogan Knows Best? Or Chris, no, that's Chris Lee Knows Best. I swear to God. I mean, there was a Hulk Hogan show with his family, which was like at the beginning of when reality TV actually really like took off. But I definitely remember watching that and definitely remember just watching their family go to show. They had like a huge house with like all these animals. It was actually really fun, except for the daughter that like wanted to be Britney Spears, but like wasn't Brooke Hogan. Sorry. No shame. I hope you're doing really well. I wish you well. Anyway, so yeah, Chris Chris Hemsworth to play Hulk Hogan in a new Netflix or new Netflix movie. Um, they're also doing another one about Motley Crue and Machine Gun Kelly is going to be playing Tommy Lee, which is going to be pretty um, 
also pretty crazy. Netflix is putting that out as well. Okay. I just, I'm so excited. I heard this the other day and I just, I almost just, I, I know I probably made a big scene at work. So another Netflix, another Netflix movie that's coming out. I just, I feel like I'm just holding this big piece of information that I feel like people are going to be jacked about. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking freaking bad, people. So Vince Gilligan, who wrote and directed the entire Breaking Bad series, it has been announced and it has been confirmed that we are getting a what happens after after we we say goodbye to Heisenberg. We are getting a follow up. Now it's not been can really it I'm I'm I think it's more so leaning on the fact of like a movie. So we're basically going to be getting a a what happens after Breaking Bad, and it's going to be starring our very juicily, lovingly, deliciously bitch of a uh, Jesse Pinkman, Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul. So it has been confirmed, and I am so freaking excited because Breaking Bad is still to me one of those shows that I just when I watch because like there's shows that I'll binge watch now and like I'll love, but. Breaking Bad is one of those shows to me that like I had a feeling like the entire time I was watching it, it was just like this. I was experiencing something that I knew was great. Like this show was brilliant. And it's really crazy because when they still talk about Breaking Bad, when Vince Gilligan still talks about Breaking Bad, he's like, I don't I don't really I didn't we didn't really think the show was going to make it past season one or season two. Jesse Pinkman wasn't even supposed to be in the entire show, but he he was such a fan favorite that like, oh, my God, we got it. We got to keep his character. So that's coming out on Netflix and it's not, there really honestly hasn't been a lot of other details released, but it's, it's happening. It's a thing. And I, I am just, I am just so excited. Another renewal on Netflix. I know Netflix is just killing the game. It's killing the game. Another renewal. Um, We have season two confirmation of season two of the haunting of Hill House returning except this time it's not going to be called The Haunting of Hill House because we're going to be taking the American Horror Story anthology approach it seems and it's going to be a completely different story with a completely different cast and the released title is The Haunting of Bly Manor and it is scheduled to release in 2020 so a little bit of wait but once again Haunting of Hill House was Probably, and I, you know, talked about it in a past podcast, but Haunting of Hill House is like one of my favorite, favorite shows of 2018. It made me feel things. It made watching the characters and the dialogue and the way that the cinematography and, and it was almost like a dance. It was almost like a choreographed, beautiful dance in some of those episodes, most of those episodes, the story, the, it, it was just it was everything that I could possibly want and more. And I am super, super excited for season two. Okay, so I saw this and I almost I almost shit my pants when I saw this. So Disney's coming out with a High School Musical series. Now, I'm not going to lie. High School Musical was, you know, kind of mecca. It was the mecca back in the day. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of singing, a lot of dancing and reenactments by myself. You know, Troy and Gabriella got to go my own way. I'm just saying, I mean, who doesn't pretend? Who didn't pretend to be Gabriella? I, I mean, duh. 
duh, that's just what you did. That's at least what I did. So there's that. They're coming out with with a series coming to Disney, and I don't know how I feel about that. Will the new generation even care? Will they care about what was High School Musical? Will they care about? I don't think they'll care. I was just really distraught about that. I was really distraught about High School Musical. And they said they're going to, like, do the old songs in some weird way, but there's also going to be new ones. And I also just feel like, are, 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 are people still watching Disney? Like, are people still watching Disney and Nickelodeon? Because I feel like we're resorting back. We're, we're, we're going back to High School Musical. And then, get this, Nickelodeon is coming, is totally going to be redoing, not redoing, but they're putting out an all that revival on Nickelodeon. I mean, see what I'm saying? It's like, we had the best. Do you remember on Nickelodeon, like, um, Pete and Pete, Are You Afraid of the Dark was, oh my God. I literally remember being so terrified of Are You Afraid of the Dark, the episode with the clown. And I, I always talk about this with people and I don't know if he was like a clown and it was like a doll in somebody's house and it came to life was it called Zippo the clown and I just remember the scene because my mom my parents would not let us watch this stuff when we were younger so I remember sneaking like goosebumps and for some reason like back in the day when like satellite first came out unless this was one of the things that like we had my parents had it was like the main box whatever you were watching on the main box or it was something that like whatever was on one tv was on the other tv I know, I know that sounds so archaic, but it was definitely a thing because we were down in the basement sneak watching Goosebumps, the vampire episode, and we totally got busted by, oh, it was that, and I remember we would try to sneak watch, um, Don't Look Under the Bed. Don't Look Under the Bed on Disney Channel was another one of my all-time favorite. I still, when that, and it makes me sad because I'm going to have to try to find that. I'm going to have to try to find that. Because I don't, I don't, I don't even think they probably play it on Disney Channel anymore. And I, how would I know? Because I don't watch Disney. Shockingly enough, I don't watch Disney Channel. I did for a hot minute there. Would dabble with like the Girl Meets World because who doesn't love a little good uh, Boy Meets World? Um. Anyway, so I don't even remember where I was. Oh yes, that's right. Ha ha. The all that revival on Nickelodeon and Kenan Thompson is going to be one of the executive producers. Look at that. I bring back Kel. Bring back the orange soda. Love my orange soda. Was that what it was? Good Burger. Does everyone remember Good Burger? Welcome to Good Burger. Can I have your order? That was that was a classic. Classic. So good. Two heads are better than none. Please tell me somebody remembers two heads are better than none. Two heads and better than none was on Nickelodeon. It was a movie of Keenan and Kel and they like their car broke down, their family's car broke down and they stopped at that. They had to stay at like this mansion where like the owners would like eat people and like cut people's heads off. It was a thing. It was a thing. And I hope somebody else remembers that because once again, another favorite. But yeah, all that revival on Nickelodeon. All that was like a, like essential. I remember sitting at Sundays at my grandpa and grandma's for Sunday dinner, Sunday dinner, all the kids, because uh, I, I feel like all that was new on Sundays. And I just remember like waiting and like wanting to watch like the Backstreet Boys perform and God, all that. And like it, I don't think it ever like registered to me until recently that like all that was like a, like a kid's form of SNL. I know that's so lame. But it, it like it like hit me. I was like, oh, my God, all that was all that was an SNL for kids. Anyways, so that's coming. So if anyone, you know, wants to like tune in for some nostalgia, I mean, 
I might kind of dabble. It's it's good for that. You know, good for that to give a platform for younger kids who want to, you know, who are into like the like sketch comedy, who are into like improv. I'm 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 all about that. I think that's absolutely. I think that's dope. Both things. High school musical and the all that revival. So, let's see. Okay. So, speaking about TV, speaking about Netflix, We'll kind of go over, I'll kind of go over some of the things that I've been, I've been sinking my teeth into. So the show that I just recently finished that was awesome and, and I've seen it on Netflix and I just like never clicked on it. And then I watched the trailer and the trailer was super dope. The Umbrella, The Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy is basically if you're really into like superhero-y um, that kind of, but not even really superhero-y. It's, it's more so of like people with abilities, like gifted, almost kind of like X-Men-y because like they're not really like these crazy, it's, it's not, okay. So yeah, it's more like the gifted. So basically the story goes, so there are seven women that are just out of nowhere impregnated and have babies on the same day, on that one day that were not pregnant before they magically became pregnant. Boom babies babies everywhere and this billionaire this brilliant billionaire who with a monocle because you know every crazy scientist billionaire needs a monocle duh um he adopts all of them gives them like these generic names like number one number two number three number four number five whatever they all have like names whatever but that's he's like this very cold very cold crotchety man and he raises them he raises them and tries to develop their abilities and they become like the um, Umbrella Academy. And they were like, it's what it what they see, what they show is like when they were younger children living in this mansion with their like with the dad, with uh, Mr. Hargraves. He they were like these kids fighting, fighting crime. So they so, so they did fight crime. But the show takes place 17 years later. And everyone's out doing their own thing. They're basically all just a bunch of like fuck ups. And it comes down to pretty much um, that they need to get back together to save the world. And little do they know, there's a lot of twists and a lot of turns. And at first when I started watching it, I was like, okay, like I'm into this because I'm into that whole, you know, who lo- I, I'm obsessed with anything that has to do with powers, magic powers, gifts, abilities. Because hello, I'd like to have some of my own. And I started watching. I was like, okay, this is cool. It's darker. It's, it's you know, it's just that kind of, that genre. And especially, okay, so there is one of the guys who, his, his name is Klaus. The character's name is Klaus. He can, he can speak, he can see dead people. He can talk to dead people. And then you, you find out more things later about his ability. But the, the actor is named Robert Sheehan. And he was actually in another show that I was will forever and always be obsessed with it was a British show called Misfits and if you are bored and want to watch something else I highly recommend I highly highly recommend Misfits it was on Netflix or no I'm sorry it was Hulu it was on Hulu and once again it was about these it was about a bunch of these juveniles who were doing or not a bunch of these kids who are serving in like community service and one weird day happens and they get struck by lightning and they all are then have these gifted abilities. Well, Robert Sheehan was one of the main characters in that. Hilarious. Um, and it, that was a British show. Now, he in real life, I believe he's Scottish or Irish. I don't, 
But um, anyways, so like that, it had like that British humor. I'm super into that. I like that, obviously. Um, obviously, like watching boys with British accents. And so, yeah, he was in that. And I was heartbroken because he left that show to like do other things when okay cool and then I never saw him in anything else and then here he is in another superhero show you know what it just works and I'm obsessed with him Umbrella Academy I give Umbrella Academy out of five umbrellas I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it see I always try to like rate things and then I just need to I like try to like you know be be like critique I gotta give it five umbrellas it was dope it was awesome and I cannot wait for season two I hope there's gonna be season two so on my watch list I highly recommend now if superheroes really isn't your jig if like that's not really your thing um watched a really great romantic comedy really great romantic comedy it's called Love Rosie and it stars Lily Collins and Sam Claflin from he's from what you're gonna probably know him is okay I'm Hunger Games Hunger Games and um Lily Collins super well known but it was this and I'll tell you it was you know girls night and you just sometimes you got to watch a good me and me and the sis were watching this and it I mean I was full on I was full on sobbing to the point where I was almost like even though it was my sister there with me I was even still kind of embarrassed by like how much I was sobbing and a lot of it I think was probably the personal pain that was coming out in the tears (laughs) but it was it was it's super good it's that story of you know boy boy and girl growing up being best friends obviously boys in love with girl obviously girls probably in love with boy whether she realizes it or not and it just is a game of timing timing's a bitch and that's exactly what happens in this movie however I highly recommend Love Rosie it's super good once again it was Brit so it's it's just cheeky and great and I definitely give that one I definitely get one let's see out of out of five hearts Love Rosie gets five hearts I'm just I'm just being I'm just full of I'm just full of it today I'm just loving everything and then I have to give my quick two cents about this just because like I feel like I have to as being someone who talks about um, you know movies and TV and gives just my opinion about pretty much anything that I kind of want um yeah I did I watched adopted abducted I watched Abducted in Plain Sight. I watched it a while ago. And I'm going to be honest with you. As a lover of documentaries, as a lover of all things weird and abnormal, something about this documentary just was not, I just was not into it. And it was the most absolutely batshit crazy story I've ever heard in my entire life. And it almost just made me mad. It made me genuinely mad watching this just, just total insanity ensue. I mean, the dad's just getting yanked. The dad's just getting yanked off in the parking lot. The mom's having sex with the guy too. I mean, come on. And then like, I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not even, I see, I, it totally has perplexed me, but it was just, I don't know. It just, I, I like wasn't a big fan of it. I wasn't a big fan of it. Cause I was just like the whole time I was just like, well, this is fucking stupid. Like, are you serious? Like, what, like, literally the worst family in the entire world. And how this girl is not, is even, like, how Jan, good old Jan, how Jan is functioning as a normal human being, I I honestly don't know. I, I truly feel bad. I mean, honestly, I mean, what a horrifying thing to happen. What was his name? B? 
oh my god but i just had to give my little two cents about abducted in plain sight what a just absolute shit show an absolute absolute shit show lordy almighty on heavens we're just going to church today aren't we just getting it all out okay lady gaga so let's let's talk about the Oscars. So Lady Gaga went into the Oscars breaking up with her um with her fiance. I'm bummed about that. I want see she's another like except not as like well she's in like the category of like John Mayer to me like creatively, artistically, the mind, complex, brilliance, an artist just really bleeding out art and bleeding out expression and self-expression and just is just a just an amazing to me she is she is god like she is gaga she is god and i don't care who how many people say that or people are tired of hearing that i will literally shout it from the rooftops so she broke off her engagement with um christian carino who was her manager actually and you know i just i want her to find love and i know everyone wants her to find love with bradley cooper but guys Sometimes an on-screen relationship is just that, an on-screen relationship, even though I tell you what, man, they know how to turn it on. Okay, so let's just, let's just dive right in to the Oscars. So they were performing, um, that was like the most talked about thing. That was pretty much one of the only reasons why I was watching the Oscars. I mean, that's kind of a lie. I, I watch the Oscars every year as a movie fanatic, as a child who was raised in the theater, it's just what I love. It's I just want to I want to celebrate film. And so they performed. That was like the huge thing. And it was absolutely so everyone was kind of like a little eerie because she did perform. Lady Gaga performed shallow at the Grammys and Lady Gaga performed shallow at the Grammys as Lady Gaga. I just want to kind of put that out there. It was not the alley. It was not the the scared, talented um, artist from, you know, it, it, it wasn't that. She was totally a rock version of Shallow. And I think it kind of, I think it kind of shook people up a little bit. I mean, it kind of made me like, you know, I'll, I'll love it and I'll accept it for what it is. But I really wanted to hear Shallow. And last night, I mean, from the moment that the music started, I, one, was just crying. I was crying because I cried when I saw Lady Gaga on the red carpet, like an absolute freak. Like a freak of nature. Who cries? I literally felt like somebody, like one of the girls, like fangirling, watching like One Direction or watching like the Jonas Brothers, like crying. I've always said, like, I don't understand people who like cry when they meet people. And it's not even like I was in her presence, but just seeing her and awaiting her. Oh my God. Anyways, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, sometimes I, sometimes I scare myself. Anyways, so. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga like held hands and they were sitting in the front row and I was like wait where are they they're not on stage where where the hell are they and then I see them do like this look over and they like stand up and he grabs her hand and they walk on stage oh my god it was the entrance of the century and she changed gowns and she was in another black gown with a beautiful like almost kind of like tea like tea back and he takes the mic and she stands there looking at him and then he starts and I was laughing because like when I was watching Bradley Cooper being interviewed I was like okay Bradley Cooper is 100% he literally looked like he had a pole stuck up his ass and not in a bad way like he was arrogant I literally think he was shitting his pants and trying to keep it really cool because he was about to perform on the Oscars and like I, I, I don't know why I just had this he was just he seemed Maybe it was because the interview I watched was with Juliana Rancic and she asked him this really bizarre question. I think it kind of threw him a little bit. And um, but I mean, he sounded great. 
He killed it. Lady Gaga goes to the piano, and I just, I, she absolutely nailed it. She fucking nailed it. She had her moment. It, this was this whole award season, whether she walked away with Best Actress, she walked away with Best Song for Shallow. The Oscar goes to Lady Gaga. It was her season. This entire award season, I don't care who it was, who actually won. The thing that had, this was Lady Gaga's award season. There's always a season for somebody, you know, Jennifer Lawrence had her season the year that she won for Silver Linings Playbook. Everyone just has, everyone cared. And like, I'm glad that they cared. And I'm glad that she was able to expand out of being seen as Gaga and this wacky and this weird and really just being able to it just be this you know this this doe-eyed glam gal on the red carpet for a movie like her dream I just I, I just think that I just re- like I don't want to say I relate but I just I I empathize sympathize and empathize with it and just was it was just such a joy for me to watch I just enjoyed watching her and I'm sad that the all the red carpet events are over I'm sad that I'm not gonna be able to see any of these beautiful but I'm actually super interested to see what Lady Gaga does next okay Adam Lambert opened up with Queen so Adam Lambert is actually who is the front man of Queen now so he tours with Queen and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this out there on record when I watched American Idol the season of Adam Lambert I remember watching Hollywood Week and being like I don't know who he is but he's the white guy with the black voice and I am absolutely 100% into it and just high and belty and just soulful just soulful as shit and I was like he's gonna win and did Adam Adam Lambert, did he win? Pause, because I'm pretty sure he did. And I remember giving myself a pat on the back. Isn't isn't the um Oh the suspense. The suspense is killing me. Oh my god, he did. He sang Okay, this is crazy. Adam Lambert auditioned for the eighth season of American Idol in San Francisco by singing oh rock with you I thought it said we will rock you whoops sorry anyways did he win what's going on okay anyways so Adam Lambert opened with Queen as I'm sitting here on my phone I'm sorry this is probably extremely distracting um so he opened up the show with Queen it was absolutely killer. I loved every freaking moment of it. The whole audience was like standing on their feet. Everyone was singing. It was it was actually amazing. Um, oh, Chris. Oh, he was runner up. Okay, Chris. Oh yeah, Chris Allen with the one hit wonder. Um, so yeah, that was that was probably one of the top highlights of the show for me was opening up with Queen. Um, and then let's just kind of touch on some of the other quickies. Regina King won Best Supporting Actress for If Bielk Street Could Talk. Now, confession. Confessions. These are my confessions. I did not watch any other Oscar movies except for Black Panther and A Star is Born. I meant to. It was my, it was, it's always my dream. It's my plan. And I failed. I failed myself. I was disgusted with myself yet another year, but I am going to watch these damn movies if it kills me. Supporting actress was Regina King. Super jacked for her. It, once again, it was her season two. She just swept everything. Costume design went to Black Panther as it should have. The costumes were immaculate in Black Panther. Amazing. 
Best Supporting Actor went to um, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, which was extremely well-deserved. Once again, it was his season. He swept every award that I'm, that he was up for, pretty sure. Um, so Green Book, fabulous. Um, best Animated Film went to Spider-Man Into the Universe. And that was like a huge, that was like a huge, like, I've heard amazing things about that. Once again, haven't seen it. I know I'm every time I say I haven't seen something it's just like a little piece inside of me dies but it's true it's freaking true and the something that I found fascinating so A Star is Born has now been remade four times every single time it was made it was it's been nominated for best picture it's been nominated for best actress and it's something that I was like thinking about I was like here's a movie that literally will stand the test of time stands the test of time and I don't know if it's a story about about and I, I just think it's the themes in it. I think it's the dreams, dreams and love and just this love story that, I mean, is just something that I, it's, I don't know. I was like thinking about it the other night because I just, I, I just found that baffling. And now it's never won Best Picture, but it's been nominated every single time that it's been made. And I just thought that was fascinating and super cool. And I just, I'm, I'm. That movie, to me, I know that it's kind of now it's been talked about so much that it's like, you know, like, you know, beating the horse. What's the saying? Beating the horse. <laughs> beating a dead horse. There we go. Beating a dead horse. Sometimes you just got to give me a minute and I'll snap right back. Um, Yeah, beating a dead horse. But it's just that movie to me, man, I saw that right after right after the breakup. And I felt like that was just like, I, I, I like get these signs and I'm like, this was a sign. I was like crying and Jackson Maine and I was how he was talking to Allie and just say what you got to say. And I was like, yes, I am with you. Oh God. Damn. Anyways. Um, oh my God, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. So on during the Oscars, if you don't watch, um, they always will do um, throughout the show, they will have somebody come out and present like this um, trade. It's not it's not a trailer, but it's like a comp. It's like a I cannot think of my words tonight. But anyways, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey came out and, and presented Bohemian Rhapsody um, for Best Picture. And one, I just like have to say, Mike Myers is one of my favorite people of all time. And I'm sad and I want him to come out with more Austin Powers movies. I'm obsessed with Austin Powers. I'm obsessed with Goldmember. I don't know what it is about that movie. I need, I need Mike Myers. I want more Mike Myers. What is he doing? What is, is he, is he, is he with his family? That's great if he's with his family. Is he done acting? Is he done for good? Is he retired? I need answers. But I, when I saw him, I was like, yeah because they showed they like showed the clip of him and Dana Carvey as um in Wayne's World rocking out to um Bohemian Rhapsody in the car and then they came out and I was just like this is like the greatest thing ever and it just made me realize that like where is Mike Myers and I need more I need more of Mike Myers he's so freaking funny god even in even in Cat in the Hat even in Cat in the Hat which is one of the movies that my family quotes like or I we all quote just way too much um God, even good in that. Best actor went to um, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody as his portrayal of Freddie Mercury. You know, I'm going to have to see that. I'm, I'm, I will watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I just had such like, I had such a grudge against it because I was so pissed it was PG-13 and I just felt like it wasn't going to be able to do exactly what it needed to do. But everyone was just so like in love with it and 
I don't know. I'm going to watch it. And I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And I want to see him. I want to see his acting. I want to see his his portrayal of Freddie Mercury. You know, I guess I guess I'll watch. And then best film went to Green Book. Went to Green Book with Viggo Mor- um, Morrison and Mahershala Ali. And that was the um, that was that was the Oscars. It was pretty. Actually, it was a really it was a really awesome night because it was the first year that we finally had diversity on the stage, and that was really cool to watch. And it still is is still is not as much as it could be. And I am hoping that as year, you know, as now and more as we break down these barriers and we have these these movements happening, the Black Panther movements, the crazy rich Asian movements, I hope that we can start to see, um, you know, more, more and more people up on that stage who, you know, are are deserving. So I thought was something really cool to watch last night. Um, just watch watch more than just, you know, white people going up on stage. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, so, yeah, 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 y'all, what else? Do I have anything else that I wanted to talk about that I did? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to leave. We're going to leave on this last beautiful note. Um, so I've been seeing trailers for the Us, Us, the movie by Jordan Peele. So that's his next social horror movie. And it looks so it looks so creepy. I, I like cannot wait. Okay, so it comes out March 22nd. And I was like doing some research about it because by the looks of the trailer, so it's about this family. It's about this family that's going on vacation. I believe it's like set in like North Carolina and they're going to the beach and they start to get kind of, it has like a stranger-esque feel to it. They start to get kind of tormented by this group that's called the Tethered and they are all masked people entities in like red robes and the family is basically in like their vacation home and it's like a home invasion type feel but then when these figures demask themselves they're every person they're they're the family members so like Nipita or Lupita Nyong'o she is the mom in the movie and like so one of the bad one of the tethered look like her um, is the other one Tyler Perry? I'm pretty sure Tyler Perry's, um, yeah, he is. He plays the husband. So like the other is his, they have two kids. So what it's seeming like Jordan Peele is doing, and it's something that I found absolutely fascinating was like the idea for this horror movie is that we are all our own. We are all, we are our worst enemy. We are our worst enemy we are our fear we are our worst enemy and using that and kind of elaborating on that so I thought that was one fitting right talking about being our worst enemy and being fear so taking that and like expanding it and exploding it into a horror movie I think is absolutely freaking phenomenally fascinating and then to from an actor standpoint to then join a movie and then to be able to play these two parts of being able to play this family this you know like the normal like leading character and then to be able to flip and then play this like wretched you know entity we don't really know I I, we don't know as the audience are they real are they not real but then being I just thought that's just so cool that's so cool for these characters to to play these completely two different sides um that movie I'm 
Get Out was absolutely terrifying. And it took me a while to watch Get Out just because I, you know, actually had the ending spoiled to me, which is something that I normally like to do on my own time. I like to spoil things for myself. And it's, um, so yeah, it took me a while to watch that, but it's just, he's, he's really, he's detailed and he's, he's just opening up this completely new way of storytelling of this new horror of what horror can actually look like. And I'm, I'm horror movies. I, I love, I, I can watch horror movies alone. I, it's this weird thing. I think I got all my scared out when I watched the grudge when I was younger, not proud of announcing that the grudge was one of the movies that scared the living lights out of me that literally made me like not sleep. Um, don't know why. I think Japanese horror just really gets to me. Anywho, it's it's cool to see because as somebody who was like, I'm always looking for the next, you know, I'm always looking for the next horror movie, the next good, the next what's what is really going to scare me? I want to be scared. I want to be. Do I really want to be scared, though? I do cover my eyes. I'll admit it. I'll say it. I'll cover my eyes and peek through my fingers. What of it? I'll do it in movie theaters. I'll close my eyes. I won't look. If I know that it is going to absolutely torment me in the night, I won't look. So maybe that's why I can watch everything. Um, but I am, I am absolutely... I can't wait. So March 22nd, Mama's going to be in the movie theater seeing that, whether I'm going alone or not. And on that note, that's going to be it for this week's episode and some exciting news. So finally, I I finally have got my act together. I've pulled my head out of my ass. I have eliminated or I'm going to eliminate my fear and just add in another element to this whole mad yet mighty world we now have a home on Instagram yes a home on Instagram where you can go and I'm going to be posting anything and everything that is mad yet mighty so we're going to be posting I'm going to be posting what I want to post and we're going to have emotion you know motivational quotes quotes from you know maybe yours truly pop culture beauty really everything it's just going to be a home uh, a home away from home so you can find the mad yet mighty instagram page at mad yet mighty on instagram it's easy as that go and give us a follow and follow our journey follow our instagram journey so yeah go find go find and follow at mad yet mighty and thank you all for hanging out listening and being just the most fabulous, amazing people that you are. And I'm going to leave you on this. But leaving this episode, I hope that we can, for this week, try to eliminate or try to overcome a fear. Or whatever it is maybe that you're battling with. Um, really trying to hone in. And do something that is going to put you further than where you were yesterday. Do something that is going to benefit you in the long run. Maybe you can't see the results right now. Maybe you can't see the, you know, maybe you're not feeling the results right now. But I'm telling you, if you think about it for the long run and not right now, instant gratification, I want to, it, it helps. So let's eliminate fear together sound good? I think it sounds good. Thank you all for listening to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and I will talk to you all next week in the show. Hello. Okay. I'm done. Bye.